welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. So kids, you are dismissed to go see your, um, go onto your Zoom calls and um, learn more about Jesus. We are going to get to do that as well. But guys, this this is different for the Advent series. We're going to show the graphic and there's going to be about 30 seconds. There's no video, but there's going to be about a 30 seconds for you to hear um, or just really just be still with the Lord. Be silent and be still. It's just the graphic. There's no video. Uh, so I'm going to pray, and then you have about 30 seconds to just center your heart on the Lord and what he wants to say to you this morning. Uh, so I'm going to pray, and then, and then we can do that. Heavenly Father, thank you that, uh, that you're with us, uh, that your presence is here um, and it's going before us. And Lord, we pray that you would go before us in this city and show us exactly what it looks like this morning to display our light. Our light lights up this city and it dispels the darkness. And so, Lord, would you just show and teach us this morning what that looks like? And would you just give us this time to center our hearts on you and uh, just bless this time of silence and solitude in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning church. Oh man, what a great morning. I'm, I'm so pumped. Um, <laughs> um, I, I brought it all. I brought a lantern for you guys. Um, I brought, I brought my sermon notes. I'm like ready to go. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to be here guys. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Jamie. I'm one of the leaders here at Trinity Life Church. Um, and I get to share a word with you guys this morning that I've been meditating on and I'm so excited to share it because God has been speaking. Um, and so this passage, Isaiah nine verses one to three has some very significant and prophetic meaning behind, um, some of the verses. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, but yeah, so first things first. What's Advent, right? So we've been talking about how we, we are in a series of Advent. Um, and for those of us who are new to Advent or uh, maybe some of us need a refresher, what exactly is it? Well, guys, it's a time of excitement and anticipation. That's really what it is. We're positioning our hearts to get excited and anticipate the coming of Christ, right? Um, something that we've been waiting for and something we want to position our hearts to get excited and be um, anticipating the light of this world, right? So um, uh, the passage for today is going to paint that picture. Um, and so the bottom line I have for you guys today is that Jesus' very existence casts off all darkness and he is here. He is here, guys. Um, so yeah, if you think about darkness, it, Adam was alluding to this earlier, it takes us back to Genesis 1. It takes us back to the beginning. Um, before the world was formed, darkness was over the face of the deep. Um, and then God spoke right? He spoke and brought light to separate it from darkness. And just like what John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word is God. His words 
God himself, who brought the light of men, which is Jesus, existed for the purpose of separating darkness from light. Jesus came at a time of pure, utter darkness. He came at a time of silence, a time of emptiness, a time of void, a dark void. And it looked a lot like the beginning, right? Where there was a deep darkness. And then like the sun that rises in the morning, the morning sun came, right? The light came. The Messiah who we've been waiting for, the one who will bruise the head of the serpent, exists to dispel darkness, is now here. He is here. So why then do we live as though the days of the old where there is no light, right? We have submitted. And when I say submit, I mean we've given in, we've followed, we've, you know, um, submitted to the lie that we are darkness, And so we live in darkness. We live in hiddenness, in shame, in guilt, in fear. And the reason being is because sometimes our our own voices, our own narratives that we have painted in our minds and the narrative that the world and the enemy is trying to fool us to believe is louder than the voice of God. Why? Because we're not lovers of his word. It's because his voice is not clear because the word, which is his voice, is not known. He is not known. These are his words. Jesus is his word. If we claim to love God without being a lover of his word, we are totally missing it. So in John 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. So are we following Jesus? When I look at Jesus, I see him as someone who spoke truth and to bring order out of disorder and to bring light to destroy darkness. I see him as someone who lived and loved so well, it brought wholeness and healing and um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual healing, right? So are we following Jesus? Are we imitating Christ? Jesus is a source of light. He's the word of life made manifest. The word is a source of light handed to us by the Lord himself. And anything else is but a shadow of that. So are you filling yourself with the word, which is the source of light or with the world that is full of deceitful darkness? So church, I have a question for you this morning. This is the question that I want to bring us to think about. It says, what primarily occupies you these days? Is it to hear and obey God or is this something else? So to help you think through this, I want you to think about where does your time go? What are your thoughts go to? What moves you? What motivates you? You know, some things I think about um, in the past for me, uh, some things is like, what's next? You know, who am I? Uh, I look at my history and I think about, I obsess over, you know, the things I've been through, some trauma and think about who am I, you know, uh, thinking about your purpose, your role, who are you in society, relationships maybe, marriage, work. Um, so yeah, so Uh, Put it in the feed. What are some things that you think that have been occupying you lately? 
Um, and is it to hear and obey God, or is it something else? Yeah. All right. So um, we've got to, we'll, we'll let people sort of um, jump into the chat there in, in just a minute. But Jamie, was you were, as you were asking that question, I couldn't help be reminded about uh, Romans, because um, there's this... Uh, this, this always sticks out to me. This is in Romans 7. It says, I do not understand my own actions. For what I do not want, for I do not what I want to do, but what I, I do the very thing I hate, right? So there's an aspect to that that I think that we can all um, resonate with and, and grasp that um, often what occupies our minds are things that, you know, we, you know, we shouldn't, that, that dwell, that keep us dwelling in darkness and not hearing uh, from the Lord. But Something that occupies um, that me sometimes is just you know just the, just little everyday life things that I can continue to give that I should continue to give to the Lord right and I'm, He's teaching me to do that more and more um, like with the girls like a teachable moment instead of being impatient with them using it as an opportunity to disciple them right instead of saying oh like why are you doing this like you know what let's talk about what Jesus says about this and so that's something that um, I'm really trying to do better on but. Um, let's see, other people are saying, okay, job, like Liz said, her job. Um, Cindy said anxiety due to the pandemic. Like that's really real for so many people in this city, right? Um, we've got a, a theme of work, deadlines, tasks, like um, a lot of people are saying that school, for those of you that are in school, that occupies um, a lot of your time. Um, let's see. Um, Oh, Daniel says, the thought of my own physical death or the death of a loved one. Um, yeah, separation from family because of COVID. Um, these are some things that, that we're hearing in our community. Um, yeah, COVID, like Julia said, loneliness, COVID life, or Susanna, always thinking about my to-do lists. Yes, like a to-do list is such a good thing, but then it's... I find that it just like weighs on you, right? Because I'm like one that I love to cross things off. And when you don't have as many things crossed off as you like, it just, it kind of weighs on you. But what is your, to like the first thing on your to-do list should be um, spend time with Jesus, right? And if that was the number one thing, then that could really help dispel some of these things. Yeah, um, I was just, I mean, I love the transparency and the honesty that's happening here. Yeah. Um, and I just appreciate so much uh, that you guys are being so open. And I think like, for me, the potential is to think about, like you guys were saying, to-do lists and other things that just preoccupy your mind. Um, but I think like what has really worked for me is really making God a true priority. Um, somebody said to me lately that, you know, I think it was Mike was talking about how we talk about priorities, um, but really it should be one thing. Um, and that one thing is God. And what does that look like for you, right? And so that would be being in the word, um, praying, and like really being immersed in the true light. Um, so yeah, thank you, church, for sharing. Um, the hope that we have, guys, is that the light, the true source of light, the light of men, Jesus, is in the word, and he's right here and available to you. Right, he's right here, and we're in it right now. We're in his word, we're in the light. Um, so yeah, let's look at Isaiah 9, um, and let's, let's look at and see what the light has to shine and dispel darkness for us this morning. So it says, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made contempt 
Oh, so it made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. Where there is anguish, there is severe suffering. And gloom covers this anguish. It's darkness hovering and covering over darkness, darkness over darkness. That's the state of the world, darkness over darkness. It's deep, it's blinding, and you can't see. Um, but it says there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. But how, right? How, how is this possible? How can there be no gloom? Well, it says, in the former time he brought into contempt. Contempt is uh, worthlessness or being looked down upon or um, a disapproval. Um, and that was the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. They were looked down upon. Zebulun, so I'm going to talk about the names because I think this is really interesting. And I think it'll bring a lot of uh, symbolism um, to this particular verse. Um, so it says, Zebulun literally means dwelling. And in Zebulun is Bethlehem, which means house of flesh or bread. Um, and that, as you guys know, is where Jesus is born, right? And the land of Naphtali means struggle. So Jesus became flesh, Bethlehem, and dwelled, Zebulun, where there was struggle, Naphtali. Jesus came, became flesh and dwelled where there was struggle, right? Jesus is here. He is here. God redeems the land of dwelling and struggle and makes it glorious by being the one to come and dwell here on earth. He chose the lands that were looked down upon, right? And he brought it to glory. He brought what was worthless and brought it to glory. How? by coming to dwell with us. He came to us, Emmanuel, God with us, right? Um, and the glory, then it extends far beyond the nations. It goes to the Galilee of nations, which is filled with all kinds of people. That's the nations, guys, that's us. We are the nations. The kingdom of heaven is here. He is making the old new and the last first and the worthless glorious. Jesus' very existence casts off all darkness and he is here. He is here. Oh, guys. Okay. So about five years ago, I was living in a, um, just a deep pain. It was really, really hard for me. I was going through a lot. Ethan was first born, um, and I think I, we were like five months in of no sleep, and I was going through a really hard time. Um, and every day looked a little different. So I think this is what confused me, was that sometimes it was like I was feeling happy and excited, and other days I was feeling horrible. Other days I was feeling apathetic and numb, and I had no idea what was going on. Um, needless to say, a couple months later, I found out that I was, uh, well, first I was misdiagnosed, but eventually I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and the reason why I'm telling you this story um, is because a lot of people will tell you that when you're with Jesus, there's no pain or you don't experience pain. Um, and yet many of us at home have pain or are going through pain or have pain um, or hurting. 
Whether you're a follower of Jesus or you're hearing about Jesus for the first time, I want you to know that there's hope. There is hope and you can breathe and there's light. If you're hurting and you're lost and lonely or you're tired or you're apathetic, you don't care, um, maybe you're wandering, you're aimless, you're unsure, um, just know that you can come to community and come to light. Because in Jesus, the true light, he casts off all the aimless wandering, all the uncertainty, the loneliness, the confusion. In Jesus, there is wholeness, there is freedom, there is joy, there is hope. Um, and yeah, guys, it says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. Guys, as followers of Jesus, we are not darkness. Just because there is hurting and pain does not mean we are darkness. Darkness is a state of not knowing. It's a state of emptiness and hopelessness. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of heaven is being known, having the abundant life and deep everlasting hope. Hear me when I say this. Jesus casts off all darkness and he is here. It's not that when you follow Jesus, you don't have pain. It's that when you follow Jesus, we experience pain differently. We suffer, but we suffer with our eyes looking up and our arms raised high and our chins lifted up and we say, I love you too. In Jesus, pain is redefined. It's redefined to perseverance, to resilience and to hope because we were once walking in darkness, but now we see a great light, not because of anything we've done, but because Jesus has come and shone on you. He's shining on you. He's covering you with light. He's not asking you to find him because he's the one who came and he's here and he's covering you with his light. Oh, guys, and then it goes on and it says, you have multiplied the nation. You have increased this joy. Guys, in my walk with Jesus, I have asked so many times, what is my purpose? Who am I? Blah, blah, blah. And just trying to figure out what is my role? What am I supposed to do? Well, guys, I just want to break that, that common um, hold that we all have. Um, not only is Jesus light, but he comes and he imparts that light to us. He calls us the light of the world. Guys, we are the light of the world. Church, not only is he the light of men and darkness cannot overcome, but we are that light and we embody light and the light can and the darkness cannot overcome. Guys, you better believe that when you walk into a room, the kingdom of darkness shifts. And the, the presence of God walks into a room and the light dispels darkness. You have significance and power given to you by the Holy Spirit. Do not underutilize, underestimate and undervalue the spirit of the living God, the light that you are. Guys, 
Let us not keep the light to ourselves. That is not the mentality of a child. That's the mentality of someone who isn't sure what's happening next or doesn't know what's coming. But we have the hope. We have the light of the world. We get to keep it. It is ours. It is something we possess, right? Let us be children of light that dispel darkness joyfully. Joyfully, guys. Uh, what, I'm in, what I'm really saying here, guys, is that we got to do this together, together. You have a coworker that you're praying for, don't just ask your R3 to pray for your coworker. Invite them to know your coworker. Be the light together. Um, let us be the light. Let us multiply this light, guys. Let us multiply it, multiply the nations. Let us be fruitful and multiply. Make disciples of all nations, right guys? This is. This is the commission. Let's baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey the commandments. The commandments that are so beautiful um, about freedom and forgiveness and hope and the abundant life, the light, which is Jesus. Guys, this is our calling. Our calling is to be the light. Um, so my next question that I want to ask you guys this morning is what is a next practical step for how you will embody light and darkness during this time. This is so huge, right guys? Because we're in a second lockdown, the second one. And you guys were mentioning earlier, it's been so hard. It's hard not to think about. So let's not avoid it. Let's steward our time well. Let's steward what the resources God has given us. How do we be light and during this very dark time? Um, for me, what that looks like is using, so I, I started a new business, um, just doing art on the side. For me, this is really about reaching an entirely new group of people that I would never typically have a relationship with and really build into that. I really want to build relationships and like get to know people and be the light in this domain, this domain of art, right? Um, and I've also been thinking a lot about using social media, um, using my personal social media and like posting videos, talking about things and engaging in conversations. Um, so yeah, so what is your next practical step for how you will embody light in darkness during this time? All right. Oh, good question, Jamie. And it looks like, um, Sath is saying, he says, I choose, um, choose to build up people at my work through my words rather than doing nothing. Like, wow. Like just the intentionality yes. there. He says, check in with my friends outside of the church, mm. um, who are, who are single and maybe alone. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's really, really good. good. Um, yeah. Adam says writing cards to people We're compiling gifts for his new neighbors, right? Yeah. They yes. just moved. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Aww. Same, same thing. Like you'll notice, uh, poinsettias behind the worship team today. And I, I got some extras so that I can give them to some small businesses on our street that have been, that have been struggling and hurting mm. during this time. Like just little, little things like that, like that we can make, uh, so just such practical steps. I love the practicality that we're looking for yeah, in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cora says, um, mailing out a new round of scripture art as gifts. Uh, wow, we saw that beautiful scripture nice. art, um, a few weeks ago. Um, and let's see, um, Julie says something she's loved doing in quarantine is watching Netflix with shows uh, or not watching Netflix shows over Zoom with friends. Oh. Um, and you can get really into deep, have deeper conversations through That's that. Cool. Um, right. Like, 
Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, Daniel is going in the same approach as you, Jamie, um, with they've been using the peanut butter, um, yes. peanut butter social media to um, get out how they're personally bring, being light in the city yes. through that. Um, yes. I love that peanut butter love. story with the neighbor from the yeah. Hero Bay stories. Like, I love that. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's exactly it. And, and we we are actually, you know, we're, we're doing this. If you're, if you're at home thinking, I don't, I don't know a, a practical next step. Well, I think a lot of the here in a base stories even g- yes. gave further examples to that. Right. Yeah, um, totally, totally. but even simple things like that, we, that we often miss, like Cindy saying text friends that you know, haven't seen in a while. Like it just yeah. like something that doesn't even take, that takes literally seconds of your time to just, mm-hmm. you know, be in and have an intentional check-in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's so much guys. Lot, like, yeah. um, guys, I just want to exhort you guys and, and point out the fact that we as a church are the light. Yeah. We have been the light for years, both locally and globally. We have local and global engagement. We have had, as we said earlier, major, major impact, uh, through the food bank, Right. And we've had major impact through relationships built with organizations. And um, we've been a light in in St. Jamestown. Uh, We did a partnership with the Chamber of Commerce in Mm. the Holy Land um, to equip entrepreneurs and crafting business ideas. That is being the light. Um, We've been equipping church planters to be the light in the cities that they're in. So we have impact there. Guys, we are the light. We have been the light. So if there's any way for you to partner and be part of being a light, it's partnering with the global campaign, guys. Um, That's an easy, easy way to be the light in the city is to just join in on what we're already doing together. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, let's multiply the light, guys. Um, When we multiply the light, we multiply in being fruitful, right? Um, And this is a passage that I just really want to emphasize and have us think about. It says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's 1 Peter 2.9. Guys, that is us. That is us. And then it says, they rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. Guys, this light is full of life and love and joy. And, and joy, guys, is contagious. Joy is beautiful. It's calm. It's deep. It's content. And most of all, it's attractive. There is no joy in darkness. Maybe the world is happy, but does it know joy? The world does not know joy because darkness does not know joy. So let us be that light. That joy may represent God's presence in this world and draw people near him. The difference between happiness and joy is that joy is sustained through pain. It is deeply rooted and deeper than darkness. Joy musters up hope and it musters up perseverance and perspective. Darkness can't overrule you if Jesus is ruling over you. The joy of our lives, the love of our lives, guys, he rules over us. When he rules over us, darkness cannot rule. Do not be fooled to believe that just because you're in pain and exhausted and sad that you can't experience joy. 
Let Jesus redefine your pain. Let him redefine your understanding of joy. Let us stand on mountaintops proclaiming the goodness of God and the good news. And let us be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. We are at the harvest, guys. The harvest, the waiting for Jesus to come has already been here. This should birth a rejoicing. It should rebirth. It should uh, birth a celebration and a joy that is deeper than any emotional high you could possibly have. Just like how uh, after a war has been won, you celebrate in gathering the goods. The war has been won in Jesus' name. It has been won. We can stand in victory. And guys, stand right now. Stand right now. Stand right now. Lift your arms and shout with joy and say, thank you, Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is what we've anticipated all these years. We have anticipated for darkness to be dispelled and for light to overcome. The hope is that the truth for us followers of Jesus is that when that beautiful day comes, when Jesus comes again, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. That's Revelation 21.4. Guys, Jesus' very existence casts off all darkness and he is here. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you, God, so much, Jesus, that you are the light of the world and that you have given us that light and that we can be the light in this world. God, I pray that not single one of us would hold back your light. Let us not hide your light. Let us be the light and let us be present. Let us bring joy into this world. Let us bring hope into this world. And God, I pray for for um, Toronto, for the city of Toronto specifically, that your light would reach this city today, God, and that you would be um, in all of us and that we would stand firm on the light and be the light in this world. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have shown us what is good. You have shown us what is hope, what is light, what is love, what is abundant life. And so I pray that we would step forward in hope, in joy, and excitement, God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon. Thank you.